Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Season 2, episode 41 starts now. This might as well be a bonus episode. This is the rankings show. Let the chaos begin. I'm Brandon Davis, joined today by Jamie Girac. Good morning. We got Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. I feel like we are going to do so many rankings episodes. We can do the shows. We can do the movies. We can just do things that came out this year. Anticipation rankings. We're about to have so much chaos on this show. It's it's ridiculous. Eventually, we're going to have to do a phase zero, phase zero rankings episode. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, an episode about our own episodes. We got Aaron Perrine. Our, our robot that runs phase zero is named Jim, and he's going to have <laughs> us rank our own performance. Let's go. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. Well, it's about to be chaos on the show. By this time next week, we'll be doing phase zero season two, episode 42. And one person on this side of your screen is going to have seen Black Panther Wakanda forever, and they're going to be able to talk about it. And it's not me. It's not Jenna. It's not Jamie. Who's that leave us? I, I mean, I don't know. Jim? Jim, is that you? <laughs> Richard? Yeah. Richard? Um, yeah, yeah, Richard. I can't wait to hear what you think of that movie. But we don't have time now. We have work to do. Let's promise to be friends at the end. All right. Everybody in the comment section, I encourage you to try to play along like this. We're going to go eight through one. We're going to rank all eight phase four MCU Disney Plus shows. They're all here. WandaVision, The Falcon, The Winter Soldier, Loki, What If? Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and She-Hulk are all released entirely. Yes, we have Black Panther, Wakanda Forever on the way. That's a movie. It doesn't count. Yes, we have the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on the way. That's a special. It doesn't count. Neither is Werewolf by Night. I feel like that'd be pretty high in all of our rankings. So what we're going to do is we're going to go eight through one. When we say go, all four of our rankings in that eight spot, that seven spot, six spot, five spot, one at a time, they're all going to be revealed at the same time. We're all going to defend ourselves, plead our cases, react to each other's rankings. And I encourage you, when we say go, drop your ranking at that number in the comment section so we could see how you guys are doing. And this suspense could build for all of us. Layla, we know Moon Knight's number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight for you. We want everybody else to play along. So let's blow. without further ado, let's bring up the graphic. And everybody who's listening in podcast form, you'll just have to imagine the graphic. <laughs> it looks great. Peter did a great job on this. We have our phase four shows ranking graphic on the screen right now. All right. Are we ready to get started? How's everybody feeling today? Everybody good? <laughs> as ready as I'll ever be, I guess. As ready as you'll ever be. All right. So we're going to start with number eight. We're going to work our way up to number one. The live audience is building. The anticipation is insane. I'm just prolonging it by stalling it. And let's do it. All right. Let's see what, what everybody has in the number eight spot. <laughs> oh, <I'm shocked>. yeah. 
Wow. Wow. The comment section is lighting up with the same ranking as our own. Aaron, you're on the left side of the screen. All right. You uh, explain yourself. I will say something nice. I really did enjoy some of the entries of What If. Like the Chad, the Chadwick uh, T'Challa Starlord episode is like super fun, and it is a absolute shame that we will not see that character in any of these multiversal shenanigans going forward. Um, but something has to be at the bottom, like we said with the phase, like the phase three, or like mean the first year rankings last year. And unfortunately, What If is in the bottom. Hopefully season two can have it move up a little bit for us next year, but it's, it's number eight. Honestly, I'm with you on the T'Challa Star-Lord thing. That episode was brilliant, but also I feel like he would have just been a member of the Illuminati. And I don't know if I needed that. So maybe, maybe it would have been a bummer to see it, but I don't know. I I would like to see the multiverse. I would have loved to see that character appear in the multiverse somewhere, but just not in the Illuminati. I feel like that would have been a really special thing to see. Uh, for me, yeah, What If is in number eight place, in last place of, of the phase four shows because uh, it's just, uh, there's two reasons I watch. The, I love the MCU and, and, and content the MCU has given us throughout the Infinity Saga, especially. It was characters and consequences. And What If didn't really have any of the characters I know. It only had variant versions of them, some of which were really silly, some of which were really different. In the case of T'Challa Star War- Star-Lord, it worked great. In the case of Doctor Strange in that episode, it worked really great. In the case of Party Thor, I didn't need it. In the case of, you know, Hank Pym kills the Avengers. That was actually one of my favorite episodes, but it was just like, okay, here we are. I don't know. Uh, it was very just like inconsequential, completely inconsequential. And that's what I'm worried about the multiverse in general, uh, because that certainly applied to what if, and the characters were not the characters I know. So I never really got attached to it. And it was fine. The animation was cool. There was some good stuff in there. There was some bad stuff in there. Overall, what if is in last place for me? Sorry, sorry. I love the people who made it. I love what they did, you know, most of the time. But could, could, it, could it knock off a live action one for me? Wow. I guess it's me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would like to start off by saying uh, that I did not realize all of our answers were dropping at once. Mm-hmm. And I was really prepared to, like, really defend a choice right before it popped on screen. And the thought that I now have to sit through Aaron and Brandon uh <laughs> Uh, before I get the chance to defend myself, I'm already so anxious about this. So I would just like to preface this whole ranking system with the fact that I like all eight of these shows and I love six out of eight of these shows. So this is arbitrary and I'm going to need a really stiff drink later for, uh, after sitting through this. Uh, yeah, what if, I mean, come on. Uh, it's it's fun. It's cute. I didn't dislike it, but it is uh, it is the only thing of here that I'm like wasn't eager to rewatch. I've only still only seen it once. Um, I think that uh, there's a lot of cool stuff popping off. But as I've said many times, uh, characters who go from live action to animation, I don't really like that transition. I like animation to live action. I think that's cool. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, is what it is. And uh, and yeah, okay, we started. <laughs> I really wonder if what if told the same stories in live action would we have ranked it higher but the thing is I do like animation like Invincible mm-hmm. was brilliant and this did not even come close to something like that so I don't know I'm cur- I, don't, I don't know maybe but I do think if it was in live action for me it probably would have earned more points somehow but it wasn't and here we are Jenna, what, what, what you got going on over there? Uh, when, when Jamie's talking about the anxiety of going third, I'm over here like, I'm going last and like <laughs> echoing everything that everyone else has said. Like, I, I think that this show 
just season one had a lot of growing pains. There's so much of it that I love. Like we said, the T'Challa Starlord episode. I love Lake Bell as Natasha. I love just like so many little bits and pieces of the season. I love the animation style. I just think it's a thing of there are so many cooler ways to take the concept and kind of run with it. And I feel like maybe just because of all of the changes that were also happening in phase four, they weren't really able to fully stretch their wings and go really weird with it in the way that they could, the way that what if comics kind of are. So I'm, I'm excited for season two. I'm excited for the Gamora episode that we still haven't seen and like whatever else that ends up entailing. But it is this thing of like, I, I love all eight of the shows. It's just, this one had to be last. I mean, how many times did we have to watch Tony Stark die? Come on now. I really, I, there were some really good episodes of what if, but overall it didn't feel consequential to the MCU. And that removed a lot for me personally. Uh, and maybe that's a, a character flaw in myself, but here we are. Am I uh, the only one whose uh, favorite episode was the Party Thor episode? <laughs> probably, yeah. I, mean, I think so. That's probably I did see Ryan reflects in the chat. I think was like Madison needs to team up with Party Thor, Ooh. and I'm like, I need that okay. to happen immediately. Love it. Uh, yeah. Goodness gracious, they'd be hammered. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a good pun. I didn't even mean to. All right, we're moving on to number seven. Chat, get your number seven ready. Go ahead and type it out. We're about to unveil our number sevens all at once on the big board. Three, two, one, number seven. Oh, oh wow. Oh, oh. 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 oh my God. Mephisto. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Brandon. Wow. You're, you're the one who was like, are we all going to be friends at the end of this? And then you do this. <laughs> I just got invited to Janet's Christmas party. Uh, I, I, I listen for everybody listening in podcast form. I have She-Hulk at number seven and everyone else has the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Aaron, you're, you're, on, you're on the left side. I'm, I gotta, I'm just going to take a, take a nap real quick. Well, I like to laugh because everybody said online, like they were like, oh, this person's going to have this is number one. This I'm like, don't just assume that because that my favorite character was in this, that I'm like, oh, outweighed the other show. It's like we're going to surprise you guys at certain points, as Brandon just did. Um, but yeah, I love Sam. I love Bucky. I, I love Sarah. I wish we could have got more time on that freaking boat. Um, and yeah, hoping that. uh we get a little bit more for uh, Captain America 4. Explain yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'll explain myself. All right, listen. I think for there's there's a couple of reasons why I have She-Hulk this low. And I think, honestly, maybe I'm viewing this not as objectively as I should. I think some fatigue started to set in for me this late in Phase 4 with so much content. I started seeing a trend in all these Marvel shows. I've talked about it on the channel. I've talked about it on the show. I've talked about it in a, in a separate video. I've talked about it on Twitter. I've started to see that all these shows just start saving a villain or some crazy twist or something ridiculous for the end. And She-Hulk did that. And it was entertaining as hell the way they did it. But ultimately, it made me feel like the arc of the show was kind of undermined by it. And through episode five, I was in love with the show. I was like, okay, I love Jen Walters. That's still true by the end of it. I think this has one of the best supporting casts of all the shows. That's still true by the end of it. But I thought we were really going to get an arc that explored Jen Walters you know, accepting who she is, finding who she is. And we kind of did, but I also feel like we kind of did like through her getting a boyfriend for a week. I don't know if that's permanent and it was entertaining, but ultimately I just like want more from the endings of these shows. And I think it started to set in for me by the time She-Hulk rolled around. And while it was the wildest ending of any of the shows, I just, I don't know, man. I just, 
it's 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 I know it's a comedy series. It's a sitcom. And it was very good at that. I think maybe I just don't need my superhero st stories in that format. And that's fine. If everybody else likes it, I think maybe I just don't. And I like it. Hold on. First of all, I do like it. <laughs> I do like it. But I think that I don't I didn't I, I couldn't. There's a lot of other stuff I couldn't put it ahead of. And maybe it's fatigue. I think had She-Hulk come first, it probably would have been higher on my list, if I'm honest. I think fatigue started to set in for me because I noticed this trend. And even though <laughs> She-Hulk called out the trend and was like, we're doing the same thing and we know it, but here's a flip on it. It still didn't, it wasn't enough for me to say like, okay, here we are. I still, it's still positive review for me overall. I would like to say, I do respect that BD is like, it's a comedy. That's what it is. That's just not my personal brand because a lot of people on the internet have trouble making that distinction. Uh, yeah. And I respect that you do. I don't like it, but I respect <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, well, that's the thing is also like, I, I know I'm kind of contradicting stuff I've said on Twitter before, but if you look at the infinity saga, and I think this is something that's setting in for me with phase four. If you look at the infinity saga, all those movies, like you could have a heist movie in Ant-Man. You could have a spy thriller in Captain America, uh, America Winter Soldier. You could have like a cosmic space opera in Guardians, but ultimately, you know, you're getting an action comedy at the end of the day. You're, there's elements of the MCU that you got. And now the MCU has really committed to genres, which I think is really cool. But sometimes I don't need horror. Sometimes I don't need sitcom. Sometimes I don't need this. Sometimes I don't need that. Sometimes I just want the thing I know that I like. And they're diving into things that are really working for some people. And some people are going to like them a little less. Overall, I don't need a sitcom in the MCU. I get it. I watched the whole thing. I still had fun watching it. It's not my preferred format. That's fair. Respect. That's fair. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just pleading the fifth because I feel like I could talk for an hour. Like, I, again, I do respect and agree with a lot of what was said. I love that the chat is already like ready to to go to battle for me. So I'm just like, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I respect what you said. I understand. And ultimately, I'm tired like of the Hulk though. being an underpowered, like, just bum. Like, I want I want Raging Hulk back. I actually had a dream last night that, like, Eric Banner was in Secret Wars. And I was like, yo, there's, like, Ooh. a scary Hulk again. I don't know. I dream about Marvel. I'm such a bum. Can I, I just say, interviewed the vampire last night, so yeah. it's all the good. Re the reason we're all talking about She-Hulk right now is probably why Falcon Winter Soldier is number seven. That's probably why. Yeah. Wait, That's why? Probably why. The fact that we didn't say anything about the show we all had at seven, we just talked about you having She Hulk at seven. We did <laughs> not talk true. about Falcon Winter Soldier at all. Not really. <laughs> we were letting um, him go first, but but yeah, I I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready Jamie, go. go. All right, Jamie, let's hear it. All right. Um, I really enjoyed the show. There's one of my favorite moments in all eight of these is when those boyfriends fix a boat together. Could watch that all day. Uh, um, but I do think it is the only show on this list that could have should have just been a movie that like it's 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 long there's a lot that i didn't need and uh you guys know how i feel about sharon garter and it's i don't want to watch her do things um and she's uh, i want to watch zemo and i want to watch him dance there's some good action um i i really like uh the u.s asian stuff and like just how infuriating so much of the show can be because a lot of the infuriating stuff is feels realistic um but ultimately um it is it is one that I mean, I've only watched it twice and I think that's pretty telling. Uh, but uh, but I, I am sad that the, that these two men are going on to do separate projects because one of my favorite thing about them is how they play off of each other. So at least we got it this time. 
Should Brandon, I, Brandon is just like there's nothing. I'm He's just, just I'm, scared Jen, you know, like, I'm scared Jen's gonna beat me up and rightfully so. I think she's. I, guess I think the faces that Jamie and I made when you were explaining yourself, it was like we were about to like go off and do dark magic like after this, like like we were playing some, something or other. Um, for me with Falcon and Winter Soldier, I I completely echo what Jamie said. I I have been in the mindset almost since this show ended that it could have just been a very good movie. I think I loved it as it was airing. I, if you told me as a person who was obsessed with Captain America, the Winter Soldier, who like that was my entire personality when it came out. If you told me I would be ranking a Sam and Bucky show this low, I would be like, you're absolutely wrong. But the show just felt like a like Scooby-Doo style chase across the world of like, we're in one place. Now the villain's here. Now we're moving. And it just kept going until Sam got his costume and the show was just kind of over. I think there's a way that this story could have been told in a very, very good movie. I liked so many pieces of what was in the show, but it just didn't, it, it just had to be kind of near the bottom for me. You've all convinced me I have Falcon and Winter Soldier too high. <laughs> I have it too high on my list. All right, all right, all right. That was a fun round. I'm glad that's over. Uh, on to our number six. All right, everybody in the chat, type it out now. Your number six ranking out of the eight from the phase four shows. Get it ready, get it ready, get those Twitter fingers typing. And now, without further ado, Richard or Peter, I don't know who's pressing play. <laughs> One of you amazing individuals behind the scenes is pressing play to get us the next graphic. Go ahead in three, two, one. Number six. Oh my God! I'm, what is wrong? Wow! Wow! Solidarity! Wow! Wow! Brandon hates women. I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Please, nobody, nobody take what I just said seriously. Please, please. <laughs> That's going to be canon now, I guess. Oh, oh, I forgot that you can't make jokes on the internet. Oh, wow. That's going to be on Twitter. Oh, no. Uh, all right. Love you, in podcast form. I have Miss Marvel at number six, and everybody mm -hmm. else had Moon Knight. Jim Viscardi uh, just felt a shiver down his spine. Like, like Aaron <laughs> joked about Jim being our Kevin. If he really was our Kevin right now, all of our feeds would just be gone. Like, we would all be out of the show because we put Moon Knight in six. Brandon just hating everything different. LMA says, uh, <laughs> Thermal. Uh, all right, Aaron, go ahead, kick us off. I, I just, I am, I am offended that Moon Knight is so low. First of all, how do y'all have the disrespect on Oscar, Oscar Isaac's name? Okay. Aaron, explain yourself. Yeah, I'm putting it on you probably, guys. I'm putting on all three of you now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think that it's probably of these shows, like it, it's probably like the one that was the most targeted for like, oh yo, Oscar Isaac deserves an award. But I mean he deserves an award for existing. So like <laughs> what? Um You can't win I had, back with those words. You can't just win. That's it. You can, you already lost <laughs> I already lost her. I I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed other things that we did more. I went back actually from my process in this and watched every one of my favorite episodes of these series instead of trying to shotgun all of them. Because when we figured out this is what we were going to do, there was quite honestly not enough time. I would have been watching shows while I was working to get yeah. this done in time. Um, and I really did enjoy that moment. And I enjoyed like seeing all of it like together and like watching recaps and talking about like, you know, but I just like some of those stuff better. I, I hope that I still want season two. I still miss Layla. I, I Jesus Christ, Tower Rep better be in one of these things within the next year. Yeah. What is happening? But yeah, it's at six. Well, not for me. 
This is not number six. This is this is definitely a positive review for me, though. Even though it's ranked number six, uh, because I love Kamala Khan. I think it made me really fall in love with that character. I think Amon Vellani did a great job. I loved her family dynamic. I loved the 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 fact that it started out as a drama in her hometown. You know, dealing with the the, the what you deal with in high school, trying to fit in, trying to just be a kid, and the things that Kamala had to deal with specifically, I thought they did a really good job of showcasing that. I loved Avengers Con, I want to go. And then it went completely off the rails. It, it, I, I thought the partition stuff was really interesting. I, I didn't really buy into like the Nord dim dimension being unleashed. I didn't really like the, the Cameron being a villain, not a villain. Like I, it just kind of, it, it was one of those, it's same thing as She-Hulk. It kind of went off in a direction that I was just like, where are we going here? I thought we were going one place, we're going another. And sometimes I think had this come earlier, maybe it would have been higher on my list because every Disney Plus show has done this seemingly, except Moon Knight. So yeah, overall, I really love the characters in Miss Marvel. I think that um, Bruno and Kamala are super fun to follow. I just really liked it when it was more contained to Kamala's story and not some crazy saving the world plot. Uh, and that was it for me. That's uh, Miss Marvel gets a good review. It gets a good review for me. I, I feel like I'm p nitpicking to explain why it's low on the list. But overall, I thought Miss Marvel was very good. That's very the challenge fun. of these rankings. We like all of these things. Yeah. It's sad to have to put the anything to pit them against each other. Uh, I love Moon Knight. Uh, I've watched it three times. I gave it a four and a half each time. Uh, but I will say, every time I watch Moon Knight, I ask myself, was this a good show or is it just that Oscar Isaac is the, the second best performance the MCU has ever seen? Uh, I just, I, I like every time I'm like, is it good though? I, 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 I can't just like, like, yeah, I love it. I've watched it a bunch. It's just that like, he's so good. I think that it's tricking our brains. Um, but I, but I do love it. I love, um, I love like the, uh, the, the Indiana Jones parts of it uh i uh, there's uh, I, I got a hippo shirt i'm rocking my hippo shirt constantly love it love my girl um but it just really what it comes down to for me why moon Knight is number six is only because i like the other five things a little bit more that's it i don't really have anything negative to say about moon Knight. except that it tricked us yeah <laughs> <laughs> Layla was like saying that I'm entering my reputation era after BD ranked She-Hulk solo. And I'm like, Layla's entering her own reputation era after we all did this to her. Um, I echo what was what was said. I think Oscar really made this show as incredible as it was. I, I think he carried the show in such a profound way. There is so much of it that I loved. I, I could watch him and Khonshu just bicker for hours and hours. I just think it's a thing where the, the show and its mythology got almost a little too big while also being so small at the same time. Like we have, you know, the, the lights in the sky completely turning around and all of these big stake things, but there's kind of like not really a lot of consequence to it. And we still... It took so long to get to the point where now Moon Knight has all three of of his sides of his personality. And now we can kind of see that sort of thrive. Um, I think that like I'm so excited to see whatever's next for Moon Knight. And I loved so much of the individual bits of the show. It's just, again, I liked everything else a little bit more. Hold up. Where did y'all rank Eternals? Talk about big events that nobody acknowledged. It did get acknowledged. Yeah. I mean, eventually, but I would say, like, I don't know. If I had to rank it, like, if we were doing an entire Phase 4 thing, it would be, like, Moon Knight would be above Eternals, I would say that, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> the only thing not about Eternals is... I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, 
If everybody else has Hawkeye at number five, I know you planned this. Okay. <laughs> we did not we did talk. Not we did we not, not talk. talk. This not is talk. one big conspiracy. All right. All right. I'm the only, I'm, listen, I'm unique. That makes me special. Okay. <laughs> I think this is it. Yeah, this is, this is. I think this. The yeah. plot lines diverge. Right I will here. say for the record, when you said we were doing this, I had already had rankings on a note on my phone, and I, and I sent them to Peter like within five minutes. So like we did not talk beforehand. This was all just like independent of each other. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. So we got number five. Everybody in the chat, get those typers typed. We're gonna unveil the number five across the board here in just a second. So far, Aaron has what if? Like we all have what if in last place. Everybody else has the Falcon and the Winter Soldier in seventh, Moon Knight in sixth. I have She-Hulk in seventh, Miss Marvel in sixth. All right. All right, number five. In three, two, one. What do we got? Okay. 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 Oh. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Aaron, Aaron, that's <laughs> terrible taste, okay? <laughs> I got Falcon and Winter Soldier in fifth place. Jamie and Jenna both have Miss Marvel. That's the closest I've come to having anything in common with anybody. So, <laughs> uh, no, I'm just messing with you, Aaron. Uh, Loki, number five, why? Uh, I just, while I was thinking about it, I really like the ending and I love the stuff in the void. I just wish we could have gotten there a little bit faster. Um, I think that as a positive, they've been learning how to make these shows and that some of the pacing stuff has been ironed out, clearly not everything. And that I feel like we could have got to Loki and Sylvie running around together faster. You know, I know that there are people who just love, by the way, I love Tom Hiddleston. He's a living teddy bear. Like he's great. Um, I want the jet ski. I want Jonathan Majors to just be threatening and jacked. I just want him at like a desk doing one of those executive toy things the entire time. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I wasn't as in love with it as some of the other stuff. I don't know. Y'all, if y'all are mad about that, y'all are going to be wild about number one for me. So that's oh, fine. Oh boy. <laughs> is that? I think I know what Aaron's number one Yeah, I think so too. I, actually, yeah. I have no idea where this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so lost. All right, my number five is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Maybe this is because I loved the MCU of old. Like, maybe I'm just holding on to what's not there anymore. And I like old characters and I hate new characters. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I think Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan together is great. The opening action sequence was great. Unfortunately, we didn't have very many more action sequences until later. So it's that that kind of was one that felt like we got to We got to throw an action sequence in here. I think Kari Skoglin did a good job directing action, which he did it. The John Walker story I found to be very interesting. Ultimately, the finale, like most of the Disney Plus shows, disappointed me. Saving the costume for the end at the time was like, OK, cool. But looking back, well, gosh, dang, all of these costumes or villains or something can't come till the end. The speech in the streets kind of was like, all right, this is how we're resolving this show. Uh, but overall, I think Falcon and Winter Soldier was entertaining. It felt like kind of classic MCU stuff that was missing a little something. I don't really know exactly what that is. Probably a good finale. Uh, but John Walker was a great addition. Valentina having a small role was cool. Um, I loved hating John Walker. I, like, I think nobody can deny it was fun to watch John Walker because it was so fun to root against him. He was such a troll. He's oh, so my God. If I could just punch one person in the MCU, I think it might be him. Just one straight in the nose. Uh, yeah. And the bloody shot with the shield. 
Like there are there are moments in the Falcon of the Winter Soldier I think of uh, iconic kind of moments more so than a lot of the like maybe not a lot of the shows, but enough of the shows for me to put it at number five. I liked it. I liked it. I don't know if I'll go back and rewatch it often. It's good to know Avengers don't get paid. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie and Jenna on the clock with Ms. Marvel. Yeah, um, I love Ms. Marvel. Like, you know, when I don't really have anything negative to say about it. Um, it's really cute. It's really fun. Um, I, uh, I and Amon Vellani is uh, a superstar. I'm just so excited to see where her career goes. Um, the only reason it's five and not higher is because um, I the first four. Uh, on my list, I think are just more rewatchable. It's all about that rewatchability. I've watched Ms. Marvel twice, enjoyed it very much. Um, but um, it is not one that like certain certain shows I'm like, I finish it and then I instantly have to watch it again. And that's the only difference. But I think the show is amazing. I love the family aspect so much. It's just something we've never seen before. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're in a zone now where it's like, I deeply love everything that we're talking about. It's just like, I have to say, if, in case I did not make it clear, I love all of these things. <laughs> We're so scared of, of trolls and dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's yeah. so annoying. Um, <laughs> I, you make great points. Yeah, absolutely. I, I echo what Jamie said. I echo what Brandon said when he put Miss Marvel slightly lower. I think it's, for me, it's like the, the first two episodes of this show are some of my favorite phase four content. Like, I think that they are just so wonderful. I think they so perfectly captured the essence of who Kamala is and what reading her comics is like. I, I want an entire season that is that because it felt like at a certain point, it really became two different shows. I loved those two different shows, but I wish there was a little bit more cohesion. But Aman was so great. The cast is so great. It ultimately all came together in a, in a really fun way. And it's just a thing where I'm very excited to see where Kamala is next. But again, it felt a little bit more disjointed than some of the other things that are higher up on the list for me. Okay. All right. All right. I feel like this Fantastic Four ranking is going to be, uh, I might have something in common with somebody here. I'm most I might have about something this one. in common yeah. with somebody here. All right, y'all. Everybody in the comment section, stop hating and start typing your number four. No, I love our comment section. Everybody has been, <laughs> The comment section has been really yeah. funny. I've been yeah. eyeballing it a little bit yeah. Yeah. and it's pretty funny today. And I can't wait to hear uh, when everybody watches this in a podcast or listens to this as a podcast. Uh, please send us your reactions on Twitter because I love hearing from people. And I know we can't hear from people who listen to it in the car later on their way to work or, or at work, getting you through the work day. We love you for it. But uh, all right, number four, uh, drop them in the comment section. Let's see. Three, two, one, number four. What do we got? Oh, wow. oh okay. 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 Just so everybody who can't see the big board right now knows, Aaron and Jamie have She-Hulk in number four. Brandon and Jenna have Hawkeye. Jenna, great taste. Wonderful taste. <laughs> Thank you. Aaron, what you thinking? Um, I, I, I will say I tried not to let the immediacy of this like affect me, but then I thought about it and I was like, I really did have fun. Like, you know, I, I'm not a stickler for, oh, it feels that disjointed. Like, I think that pace is like a thing that probably gets me more than like the endings or whatever for these shows. Uh, Finale is delightful. Matt Murdock stuff is delightful. Wong. Everyone's clearly like really loving it. Freaking Josh Tagara, who should just be on our show in the background being like, <laughs> every time we make good points. Um, but yeah, I like some of the stuff that we have in the top three more. I want to see more of Tatiana. I, I just, I, I laugh. I can't wait to see what they do with Scar's hair 
in whatever they decide <laughs> to do. And yeah, it's at four. All right. I, I, I really think the supporting cast of She-Hulk, many of which have come on this show, are just the best people and the best character. They're That's awesome. Crazy. All right, I've got Hawkeye number four. Why? I don't remember. Oh, uh, <laughs> this, this climbed up the rankings strongly because of Kate Bishop. Uh, Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop was tremendous. Uh, if she wasn't in this show, Hawkeye probably would have been in ninth place. Uh, I thought this show was great. Uh, it's a Christmas show. It was fun. It, it, it fit into the theme. That said, may have been higher on the list if we didn't have the Kingpin twist. We didn't need Kingpin in this one. Uh, I'm just saying, I know everybody loves Kingpin and Daredevil. Me too. However, I don't think we needed this big Kingpin reveal with like a nerfed but also overbuffed uh, Kingpin who could take uh, uh, arrows to the chest and all this kind of crazy stuff. Um, but overall, no, there was a lot I did like in Hawkeye. The tracksuit mafia was really funny. They were also guests on the show. If you haven't listened to that podcast episode, highly recommend. They're, they're a funny gang. Um, I think Clint Barton was, was like a great family man in this episode. I mean, he could have made better choices for his family probably, but he was entertaining to watch as a family man. Uh, Rogers, the musical made Jamie's life. And here we, I had one of the most disappointing post credit scenes. If you ask me, <laughs> you ask Jamie overall, uh, dealing with the, the fallout of Thanos and all that stuff. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. An, an Avenger gets a show. I dig it. Hawkeye was good. Very good. And it's number four on my list. Fair. Um, this was the most painful one for me to, to put Shiolk at four, like hurt my soul to not break it into the top three. And the main reason is you guys know that every time one of these shows ends, I do my obligatory one sitting binge. Uh, I, I always do it again in, from that format. And I just have not had time in the last week yet. So it's, it's, I feel incomplete with my She-Hulk watch because I have not watched it all at once. Um, once I do that, could game changer. Look, I got my shirt. Uh, I, I, the show to me was so deeply perfect. I loved every second of it. Um, but just in this moment in time, the top three are, you know, like, but, but, but my God, she, I, I, I she all come on. It was just so, so, so good. Uh, but, uh, like Aaron said, trying, you know, the recency bias, trying not to have that effect. And, uh, so that, that is why that is currently for, but my goodness, did I love the heck. At a She-Hulk. <laughs> I was bracing myself when both of you had it at four, and then you both gave very good justifications for it. I, I respect it. Um, I, for me, with Hawkeye, like like echoing what Brandon said, Kate Bishop is perfect. I I still cannot believe we have Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. I I'm just in awe. Um, I think that there are so many components of the show that I absolutely adore. I know once it becomes really Christmas season, I'm definitely going to put it on in the background and rewatch it as much as I possibly can. Um, but there are there are also things about it that I feel like are kind of victim of just like phase four tropes. I think the fact that the entire first episode is really kind of a zero episode, like we don't really get to have the like have Kate and Clint really start to meet until episode two is kind of like a lot of runway to waste when we only have six episodes. I also think the show did such a great job of threading the needle between who Clint Barton already is in the MCU and more comic accurate Clint Barton. I'm still kind of in awe of that, but that's something that I want to see even more of. So I, I love the show. I think it's great. It's just everything else is a little bit higher for me. Wonderful taste. Honestly, those are really good points. Um, also, I, I want to shout out a comment here from Julia Delbell. Alakwa Cox is great. Yes. Uh, I, I agree. I thought Echo was really, really cool. And uh, that reveal of her, 
you know, being in charge of, of the track suits was, was a fun one too. Um, and I'm looking forward to the Echo Series. All right, we're going to take a one-minute break. During this one-minute break, I want everybody to predict what they think each of our number one shows will be in the comment section. When we come back, I want everybody to drop their own number three in the comment section. We'll be back in just a minute. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to the rankings show. BD here, Aaron, Jamie, Jenna. We are rolling through it. Lots of predictions for our number one choices going on in the comments section. A lot of people thinking WandaVision is going to be high on some lists. A lot of people thinking She-Hulk's going to be high on one particular list. Um, I, I would like to point out that there is only one phase four show that is not below anyone's top three. That is true. Good point. Yeah. Um, I also, I, there is one comment that I think got all of our number ones right. I can't say it. Yeah. Uh, but there is one comment who I think actually got us all right. Yeah. And I'm excited to see if that's true. And if they do, they get a crisp high five. Maybe we'll mail them <laughs> phase zero. You see that? You see that phase zero sticker we got? Yes. Now? We, they, well, maybe we'll mail them one. Um, I'm going to have to roll, roll back up to that comment. All right. Werewolf by Night is not included. No, Heather Green just asked. No, to clarify again, we're only doing the series. Werewolf by Night was a special presentation. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special is still coming out this year. Uh, trailer coming soon. And that is also not on this list because uh, it's not a series. So without further ado, I hope everybody's still having a great time. And we're still friends at the end of this. I'm so sorry, Jenna. Um, <laughs> our number three reveals. Everybody in the comments section, type it out now. Put a little three and then put your number three choice for your phase four show rankings. Drop it in the comment section. Let's drop it on the show in three. Two, one, boom. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So for everybody watching at home, can't see the big board. We got Aaron with Hawkeye, Brandon with Moon Knight, Jamie with Hawkeye, Jenna with WandaVision. That's all right. All right. All right. I'm a little surprised here. Jenna, Jenna I, I don't remember your, your 2021 rankings, but I am surprised WandaVision is in number three here. Uh, that's interesting. I find I'll explain that. myself when we get to it. <laughs> All right. All right. Aaron, Hawkeye, just to sit. Oh, man. Uh, so Hawkeye was my number two, I think, last year. Um, I do not. I'm not a big Christmas. I am not the person in the relationship in my house that really lo like messes with Christmas all like that or with most holidays like that. 
So getting me to care about both Clint Barton and that holiday is an accomplishment that probably should have it up here in the top three. Um, I rewatched the episode where they have their little like pizza and like frozen margarita night yesterday as my favorite episode of this series. And I'm just like, wow, like this is really like I, I, I like I marveled at like how like, man, I really kind of care about poor Jeremy Renner taping frozen margaritas to his face and him shooing the dog away from eating their like weird table snacks. So I really did enjoy it. It's just that it's not quite up there with the other two that are on my list. So I freaking, we've already talked about Kate, Kate Bishop. Like it's wonderful casting. It's great. Echo is going to be fun. Laco Cox is so much fun. Uh, like freaking just, Florence Pugh coming in and just being like a, a tornado mm-hmm. for a couple episodes is really yeah. dope too. And I, I just, I really enjoyed it, but it's Keith not Bishop. at number one, unfortunately. Huh? Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. <laughs> and her very, very somehow both unseasoned and seasoned macaroni and cheese. And she put like <laughs> half a bottle of hot sauce into it, but also yeah. it's craft. And I'm like, Ugh. oh, memories. Oh, memories. Uh, good, good explanation. I, I, I think that's a fair, fair placement for Hawkeye. Uh, me, I got Moon Knight number three. I thought the show was really, really good. It was one of those that really kept me invested in the story because the character was so interesting, partially because Oscar Isaac's performance was so good, partially because the character was just interesting. There was an interesting mystery about him. You really cared about uh, Mark Spector. Like, by the end of it, the trauma that you saw Mark Spector go through uh, like, I, like exploring it the way we did, I thought was really, really well done. Um, and you know, the little British boy, like, you know, you fell in love with him too. He was such a nice guy. So and then we got Jake Lockley by the end of it. So I, I thought that that was really good. And also Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow was just a good villain throughout the entire series. It was a bit grittier than a lot of the shows, maybe save for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, I enjoyed the tone of it. I enjoyed the mystery of it. I thought it paid off well. I didn't need the big kaiju fight in the finale, but Mr. Knight was was really cool um, to see Stephen Grant become Mr. Knight by the end of it and just be throwing batons at people was super dope. Um, but yeah, I thought Mark and Stephen. Oh, no. oh, 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 we're we being taken over. Who, who, who are you? All of you. <laughs> I told you. I told you guys in the first you, half of the show. <laughs> you have all let me down. All of you. Brandon, Hi, Jim. number you three. Case? Yeah, number, number three. three. Yeah. There are better shows than Moon Knight, Viscardi. <laughs> Name them. <laughs> I will. <laughs> because none what? of them are it. None of them. Hold on. Let's let's hear it, Jim. Why is none of them are it? Let's hear it. You better have come prepared. Moon Knight number one, clearly Why? far and Why? away. It was it's the, uh, well. Are we counting Werewolf by Night in here? Because that's probably no, my number no, one. Then not. Moon Knight number two. No. Okay, then Moon Knight. Moon Knight. <laughs> Number one. Why? Why? Wait, it was probably the the most like it was the most act it was the it had the most action. The best action. It was the most compelling of the other thing. It had like you know, outside, like we don't think we had like more mystery around like what the F was going on with the multiple personalities. Uh like we haven't had that kind of mystery since friggin' WandaVision. Number two, Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> three moon night <laughs> number four she hulk number five moon night <laughs> i can respect wow. that thank you yeah <laughs> jim's trying to make allies here jenna don't buy it 
Don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall for it. <laughs> All right, all right. I just needed to. I just needed to come in and just express my 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 sincere disappointment. Wow. We've all been hurt today, Jim. Yeah. The chat is the chat is here. Look, the chat the chat is in agreement with me. Can we get security? How did you get out here? Our, our error in the Phase Zero platform has Crazy. been fixed. Wow. You yes. will not be able to access it again. Wrong. <laughs> Oh, well. All right, so Moon Knight's number three for me. Uh, whoever that was that just crashed our party clearly uh, was a Moon Knight fan, but they're back in they're back in their cell now. Jamie, sorry for interrupting. We got to get back to Jamie here. Jamie, we got Hawkeye number three. Well, Hawkeye number three. If you would have told me like two years ago that one of my favorite things Marvel's done would be a Clint Barton show, I would have laughed in your face. But but uh, not only is Hawkeye my number three, but it is so close to being number two. I, I mean, like there, it's like a sliver of closeness. I, I just, you all know how I feel about Christmas shows. It just, I, I just love that. And, and it, it's, it's got the, a similar vibe to Black Widow where I just love the on the ground action. Uh, Florence Pugh shows up and she's just amazing. I just, I, I mean, obviously Haley is Kate. I just, there's so much of the show that works for me. And I find and, and it's back to the rewatchability. I, I've, I've watched it. Three times and like literally I've been counting down to December for my fourth watch just because I'm so excited to watch it again in December. I, I just I, I will say uh, of, of everything in phase four movies included, I don't think anything has made me cry harder than the Hawkeye finale. Um, like even Aunt May going didn't get me as hard as the Hawkeye finale. It just hit me right in the feels. And I just I deeply, deeply love the show. So top three. Nice. All right, Jenna, you're you're about to have to explain yourself to Jamie. <laughs> I will just say for the record, it is kind of fascinating that like Hawkeye is the most consistent of the shows outside of what if being at the bottom. Like the fact that it kind of is like sitting around three and four for everybody, I think that's kind of interesting. Um yeah. my two and three could like go back and forth depending on the day, honestly. Like it it honestly was just like what I submitted to Peter was how I felt on that particular day. I think there is absolutely nothing in the superhero space that is like WandaVision. There will never be anything exactly like it ever again i just think it is a thing of like i i love i adore so much of it i love it so much i need to rewatch it i'm i wish i was like jamie where i could just rewatch so much of the mcu it's just i have so little time in my life and i i need to change that because i i'm very excited to see like how wandavision feels just as a, a comprehensive watch but for where it is right now for me personally it's at number three but i still adore it so much like i miss that era so so much I was back when people were still nice to each other in the Marvel fandom. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What a time. Yeah. That's a good argument. That's a good argument. All right. We got two left. We got two left. All right. Everybody in the comment section, you know what to do. Type it out. Type out your number two. When we say go, you send it in. And also hit the thumbs up on this video and subscribe to the Phase Zero YouTube channel so you don't miss. We have two more ranking shows to do this year, and they will be chaos. We got to rank. We do too. Why do? We have to rank all of Phase Four after yeah. the Guardians Holiday Special comes out, and we have to do hype ranking <laughs> yeah. for 2023. Yeah. Oh my god, I like the hype rankings because, like, they're they don't really mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number two. Everybody in the comment section, I hope you're ready to press enter. Richard, go ahead and press play. We got it in three, two, one. What do we got? Ooh, Aaron Taste, Aaron wow. Taste. Yeah. All right, 
All right. So everybody at home on the Spotify, on the Apple podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, thank you for listening. Aaron has WandaVision number two. I have WandaVision number two. Jamie and Jenna have Loki number two. This also tells you our number ones, but we're not going to do that yet. Focus on number two people. All right. Aaron, how are you feeling? Um, I feel like WandaVision improved upon rewatch and rewatching the episode that I like the most. I really, unlike most viewers, at least when it first aired, I remember a lot of complaining about the black and white episodes. I still love them. I still love them. They're great. I, listen, like there's a reason that Nick, that our, our, our proud employer, Nick Elodian has put those <laughs> reruns on since we were children. Uh, they stand up. And I think that the show stands up too. It's very, very fun. Even though you know where it's all going. It's still very gripping. It's very emotional. You know, if you don't feel great about Multiverse of Madness, you could throw on WandaVision and remember a better time. I, <laughs> it was some of the most fun I've probably had sitting up with all of you until the ungodly hours of the morning while the world was bricks outside. And I think it, it earns being at least number two. Like, I think it's really, really kind of amazing. Because it wasn't even supposed to be the first show. It was supposed to be Falcon Winter Soldier. And by happenstance, we got this giant gift. So, yeah. I'll tell you, the, the WandaVision era is the best era of Marvel fandom ever. The lack of payoff for WandaVision is criminal. I'll say that. I, I, I think that WandaVision acknowledgement being minimized in Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness was a tragedy for all of us. Uh, but yeah, WandaVision is my number two. I know earlier in the show, I said I don't really need the sitcom format. WandaVision started as a really bold, like, uh, unique, big swing in that sitcom format, and then became, you know, we're present, we're here. So I did, it was, to me, it wasn't a sitcom the whole time. I thought it was really interesting the way they utilized that format to, like, make it like it, we weren't watching it as a sitcom genre. We were watching it as Wanda's projection of a sitcom, and that was part of the story and the mystery of it all. Ralph Boner will never be forgiven. Honestly, if not for that, WandaVision probably would be my number one. I stand by my speculative theory that WandaVision had a very different finale planned, but COVID changed things. And I do think, I still swear, I think that's true. That's not like, don't quote me, this isn't a news story. This, I, I just believe that. Uh, and I think that there was a better finale for this. I think WandaVision as a whole was better than its finale. Uh, and the finale wasn't bad. It just was underwhelming by comparison to the expectations this series allowed us to build. But coming from a fan of Lost, and I love the Lost finale, I'm okay with questions driving the show and then ultimately leaving a couple things that just be like, well, you interpret that the way you want to interpret that. I thought Wanda's trauma being explored in this one, the relationship with her and Vision was brilliant. I, I, I was, when you, when you, I, I'm like, makes me sad to even think about it when you think about her at the house with the deed to the house for them to grow old in. That was one of the most touching moments we've had in all of phase four. I think WandaVision was tremendous. Um, I think it, like there's the, you just can't deny WandaVision was a fantastic show. It was one of the best eras to talk about it online. We had some of the most fun here on phase zero. I had so much fun on Twitter with everybody. Uh, life was better when WandaVision was on television. And uh, that, to me, I just think WandaVision was, was fantastic. I wish the ending had been a little bit better, but overall, I think WandaVision was a brilliant, brilliant show. Loki. Loki. Um, wow. I love Loki so much. And and I said before, like my two and three spots are like a sliver of a difference. And Loki ultimately won because, you know, I went back to that rewatchability and I've watched Loki four times. I just what I love about Loki is I, I it's a sci fi romance. And it comes back to all these like 
genre things that we're talking about. And I love these big genre swings. And and Loki's like like was really the first like good romance we've gotten. Marvel is really bad. These movies and these shows are not good at romances. Like they finally get as soon as like they finally let a couple be together, one of them dies. I it just it's it's always and and you know and some people don't like them as a couple because you know, they're variants of each other. I don't care about that. I'm over here shipping crazier things on House of the Dragon. Well, I watch House of the Dragon. And I'm like, David right here. Let's go, fam. Literally, yeah. fam. Let's go. Uh, so that doesn't bother me. Um, uh, honestly, I'm shipping a thruple on Loki, if we're being really honest. But like, I just, uh, the third episode, especially just beautiful. I All the sci-fi elements, we got confirmed by Loki, which obviously meant a lot to me. And I just, uh, Richard, I, I just like, there's just so much about the show that I, that I love so much. Uh, I, I I love Jonathan Majors in the finale. I know that didn't work for everybody, uh, but it really worked for me. And uh, and while um, while two and three are close in the end, like Loki is just I just love the character Loki. Like mo- like like if you're got wh- which character between Loki and Hawkeye do I prefer? <laughs> yeah, I like Loki more as a character. Uh, pro- my think I've said it before. My favorite man in the MCU is Loki. So. I yeah I echo what Jamie said about like the sci-fi romance of it all that that like extended tracking shot in I think episode three still just like lives rent free in my head that was just so well done and so incredible I the show took so many creative big ridiculous swings and proved that they could work in the MCU and in this way that I'm like so thankful for and also at the same time it was such a love letter to the very specific like era of Marvel comics that I really adore of just like the weird bronze kind of stuff that doesn't really make sense and kind of swings for the fences when we're like I cannot forget the joy that I felt when we had classic Loki kid Loki alligator Loki and then just going through and seeing all of the little easter eggs that were in kind of it like in in episode seven I or episode five I am just in awe that this show exists I'm so excited for season two if like if if season two delivers in in ways that I think it will, I it'll be one of my absolute favorites. So and and again, we got King the Conqueror, and we got him in a way that was so unexpected. We we had a feeling we were maybe going to get him, and then just to basically get Jonathan Majors doing a monologue for half an hour is still just surreal in this kind of space. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. All right, <laughs> we did have one person in the comment section who got all of our number ones right. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and re- everybody in the comment section, you know, you, you've already revealed your, your, your eight through two. Drop your number one in there to confirm. I want to shout out Ash R. Cummings, uh, Cummins for, uh, for getting, the, getting it right. Go ahead and reveal it on our big, big board, please. Because our number ones across the board are ready to go. Aaron has Miss Marvel. I have Loki. Jamie has WandaVision. And Jenna has She-Hulk. Would you believe yes. it? Uh, I love that we're all different and it makes me happy because it's proof that that's why we're all doing this together because we have different feelings and thoughts and I think that's awesome exactly exactly that's what we said on the very first episode of phase zero and that's what we're proving right now everybody has different favorites everybody has different least favorites Uh, the comment section has different lists they agree with different lists they disagree with and I think that makes it a lot of fun Um, so now it's time for us to gush over our favorite phase four projects on the Disney plus shows I don't know so we might have movies higher or something higher, but right now we're talking about Disney Plus shows from Phase Four. Aaron, Miss Marvel, your number one. Yeah, uh, that was surprising for me on the rewatch because I really did enjoy it. But like, I went back and I watched the episode where they 
like basically are like they're they're planning the like they're a cultural event and they're trying to like you know like try to still gain her powers and like help nakia like you know try to do stuff uh with getting the moss together and i'm like there's so few things in this that feel like this you know what i mean you can have horror shows and action comedies and spy thrillers and like weird like action other weird action comedies kung fu movies you know uh what i essentially is like one of the art films i would watch including Mizuma art which is eternals where i just watch beautiful landscapes wash over me but you don't really get too many team things outside of spider-man right and there's something that's so core to the genre that I remember the first two episodes of Ms. Marvel, people were like, why was it this homecoming? Like, why is it, why wasn't it like this? Uh, Amon is fantastic. I love that. I'm a sucker for finding ways to give you a spoonful of sugar to make the medicine go down. So the partition stuff was amazing because there's too much stuff that we don't learn in American education where I'm like, I have a bunch of friends who have similar cultural experience that I had never really dug into it. Like, you know, you just expect them to know about traumatic, crazy stuff that happens to us, but like nothing, no, this doesn't get the same level of respect. So I really enjoyed it. I know that the finale wasn't everybody's favorites. I know that the clandestine stuff is kind of weird, but I'm not watching it for the clandestine <laughs> stuff or the freaking villains. I'm watching it for Ma Vellani and her delightful little friends. You know what I mean? And guess what? It gave us mutants. So there. Like he's got, there he's got go. a point. Yeah. He's got a point. What? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say that I was very confident Aaron was gonna put Ms. Marble first from the beginning. Yeah. And I feel like really good about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a point. All right, my number one is Loki. I just thought the show was visually brilliant. Um, the script was brilliant. I am like Jamie. I love Loki and Sylvie. I love alligator Loki. I love President Loki. Uh, I mean, boastful Loki. Like all these Lokis, I low key love them. Uh, I thought that this show was just really good. It gave me what we what I wanted. Yes, it, it, like the fact that we got He Who Remains, we got the introduction of Kang, we got the kind of launch of the multiverse in a way that hasn't really been felt. Which is one of I, I do want to go overall at the end of this kind of our reactions to Phase Four shows. Just in general, I do want to give us all a chance to touch on that. So I'll do that. Talk about that. Then, um, I thought I think Tom Hiddleston is so charismatic and incredible. I think Kate Herron's work as a director on this, bisexual Loki, the relationships in this, like it just there was nothing about this show that I would really change. I thought the TVA was brilliant. Owen Wilson, wow, he was fantastic. I mean, the the the, the chemistry between Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston was incredible. I just think Loki had everything. I think it had everything I want. It, right up to Kang, the a variant of Kang the Conqueror being introduced, right up to Elioth looking like a crazy smoke monster. I'm a Lost fan, okay? <laughs> uh, classic Loki taking him on. Richard E. Grant was in the MCU. Loki was great. I had a ton of fun watching it. I had a ton of fun talking about it. It delivered in the finale. I loved the finale. There was nothing underwhelming about the finale. That said, it does fall into one of my common criticisms about these, which I'll touch on at the end of this. Uh, but Loki overall, I know I put WandaVision as my number one, I think, at the end of our show last year. But the more I thought about it, Loki is one I would rewatch more, I think. And that I, I still have a lot of hope for season two, whereas the follow-up to WandaVision disappointed me quite a bit. So Loki's my number one. I, I, think it's, I think it is the best show, my favorite show that Marvel Studios has offered yet on Disney+. Plus. 
when my brain isn't playing the phase zero theme song on repeat <laughs> when I'm working, I throw on the soundtrack to Loki, especially he remains his theme at the end yeah. of the last episode. It happens quite a bit. I mean, it just had everything. Great. great character. Sylvie was a great character. Loki was a great character. Alligator Loki was a young king. Uh, Brandon, I think when when we get when we get uh, Marvel fatigue, I think when is it time for us to start our Lost rewatch podcast? Because I every mean, time we because Lost is in my top five too. I love Lost, and so I'm like I'm like I'm ready for the for us to like really go go have some Lost time. I don't know how to make a podcast. I just show up. <laughs> People ask me sometimes. They're like, Jamie, what? Uh, can you give me some tips? Phase zero. I'm like, I open my computer, and Richard does all the work. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just, I just, Richard and Peter are the true MVPs. I just happen to have a bunch of followers on Twitter to say, hey, we have a show, and I get to, and I get to do this. I know, I know, I know what it is. I'm, I'm useless, really, in reality. Uh, but Jamie, you got WandaVision number one. I'm ready to do the Lost Lost podcast yes. with you. So uh, um, yeah. Uh, shocking that I have picked one division. Uh, what I love, what, one thing I love about these rankings is that I don't think anything in Marvel ever will beat one division for me. I think it's the greatest thing they've ever done. So I like that. Ev like every few months, I get to just gush about one division again. Uh, I, I, I just, you know, I really do think it's the most creative and interesting and different and and best thing they've ever done. But even if I'm like stepping away from myself, I, I will admit that nothing. There's just never on earth been something that was more catered to me specifically. I mean, I, I love classic sitcoms. Uh, obviously, Willis Billson's my favorite woman in the world. Wanda's my favorite Marvel character. Katherine Hahn's one of my other favorite women in the world. Darcy's the character I relate to the most in the entire MCU. It's just a thing after thing for WandaVision that just makes it perfect for me. Um, and I will be a little old lady with my little old tinfoil hat on until I'm dead, uh, convinced that Ralph Boner is the witness protection guy and and he's not really named Ralph Boner and that's why he laughed at his name Ralph Boner and one day I will get I, I, I'm confident that this will get confirmed one day um uh, I, I have faith but just yeah like I mean what can you do if you like I, I would like to again say that it is the only show in everyone's top three and I think that that says a lot uh I just I you know if you don't like WandaVision you don't like WandaVision and that's fine but it's uh it's a it's a Jamie program forever Hey, they righted the Mandarin wrong. So Ralph Boner, there's still hope. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Jenna? <laughs> I know. So, so people are probably going to assume this is recency bias or just personal bias. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> but it is this <laughs> thing of this is everything I have wanted. I could have wanted from this show. This is my favorite character played by my favorite actress. And and the show, to, to BD's point earlier, when he ranked it near the bottom, it is so stylistically and narratively exactly the show that it needs to be for Jen Walters. It is not trying to fit her into this very predictable, very straight-laced action-adventure sort of thing. It understood how weird and how kooky and how horny it needed to be to tell <laughs> Jen's story. And I still cannot believe that it exists. I cannot... I'm still in awe that the finale even happened. I'm still in awe that we have Leapfrog and all of these other weirdos in this universe now. I'm I'm just like, it also is this thing for me. I'm very curious to see how television in the MCU kind of goes from this point onward because I feel like 
She-Hulk kind of addressed some of the problems that we've discussed here talking about the other shows of things that they've kind of tropes that they've fallen into. And so I'm going to be very curious to see how the shows in the next year do or don't also fall into those tropes. And the fact that She-Hulk was the thing that kind of addressed it and put it out there and kind of pointed it out only makes me love it even more because that's the kind of thing that like she does in the comics. She always calls out that what's going wrong in a superhero comic. So I just am still just completely gobsmacked that the show even exists. So it had to be number one for me. Peter can't forget what they did to Mr. Immortal. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's totally fair. (laughs) So there we go. We got our lists. Everybody in the comment section now. What I want you to do is drop a comment with which agree, which which list you most agree with, which one is closest to your own. Because I haven't had, been able to keep up with everybody's. I love that everybody's dropping their rankings as they go. Um, I love that we all got different favorites. I love that She-Hulk delivered what Jenna wanted. I love that Jamie got what she wanted out of WandaVision. I loved Loki. I'm glad I had fun with that. And I love that Aaron found Miss Marvel to be the best show and, and, and had such a good time following Kamala Khan. I think it's really awesome that we all have such different lists. And like all appreciate things from all these shows. Uh, now I do want us to all have a chance to talk about the phase four shows as a whole. Uh, and, and I know this wasn't part of like the, the prep for the show. I, I just kind of came up with this on the moment. So I'll go first and you guys can have a moment to gather some thoughts if you need them. Overall, I think it's awesome that we have so much MCU content. I think it's a lot of fun to be able to check into the MCU and see it grow and see it expand into new pockets. That said, I feel like the fatigue is setting in for me in a lot of ways where it just, it's just, it's true through almost all of these shows that they set up some mystery. Hulk King was teased late in She-Hulk and then introduced and then unintroduced because it was like, okay, you know, we did the fourth wall break and that was really clever. It was a fun way to do it. Uh, Loki did He Who Remains in the finale. Uh, WandaVision, Evan Peters didn't matter at all. Uh, and then we got the Scarlet Witch reveal in the finale. Hawkeye had Kingpin show up. Moon Knight had a big, crazy kaiju fight. Falcon and Winter Soldier had a speech in the streets and... uh uh, did one of the flag smashers? I don't even remember exactly how that one ended. Sure, I shot her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the and the yeah. power broker reveal. As I said, I do like Madripoor in in Falcon and Soldier, but I feel like some of the stuff we're seeing in 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 the Disney Plus shows, it used to feel like the introduction of Manville and Elagila kind of makes it feel a little bit cheaper to me in the MCU. I thought those characters kind of looked literally like budget wise cheaper than what we're used to seeing. And we've seen that across some of these shows where it's like we used to have these big events and we used to know what's happening in every corner of the MCU. And it used to be really cohesive and really clearly. uh, What did I say, man? What did I say wrong? Sorry, I was talking fast. What did I say wrong? Somebody correct me. said, BD, it's Manbull. I I think they meant it more in the sense of like, what what do you expect? It's Manbull. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, listen, I don't expect Manbull to be this big, important character. My point is that the MCU used to feel like we knew everything that was going on. And I really appreciated that as the world expanded and as new heroes were introduced. It was like, okay, you know this, you know their role, you know where they came from, you know where they're going or if they're dying or what. Now it's like, okay. I don't know. There could be a whole bunch of man bulls running around. There could be a whole bunch of unexplored stuff in the MCU, Mr. Immortals and stuff. It's like, I don't know. I kind of, I liked it when we knew everything and everything felt like it mattered and these shows feel pretty inconsequential to the grand scheme so far. I think what's going to be really interesting is after secret wars, looking back at this after the Marvels, looking back at this after possibly whatever Hulk movie we hopefully get looking back at this, are they going to, is my, am I going to be the one shoving their own foot in their mouth saying I was wrong. These were really good setups. And, and it all paid off. I don't know. I, I, I like the characters and the consequences that came with every entry to the MCU. Now I like the characters and I feel like we don't get a lot of the consequences. So 
that's kind of where I'm at with it. I really enjoyed this stuff. I'm really glad we have almost all of it. I'm glad we have all of it, but I do want to see it kind of intertwine and connect and matter more to each a bit more and some, somehow balance also self-contained. I don't know. Maybe I asked for too much. Maybe that doesn't make any sense, but that's where I'm at with it. That's where I'm at with the MCU, the MCU Disney Plus shows right now. Overall, very enjoyable, quite good. There were some things I wish could have been better. Anybody else want to speak on phase four shows? I, I, I mean, no, Jamie, I go, gonna first. go for you. No, first. Oh, oh, gosh, I can go for like 10 minutes, honestly. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm going to echo some of the things that I said in my like phase four is the best phase video. Go watch that on the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Um, I, I think that this crop of shows in phase four is just like this grand experiment. And I think it is something that even as I have differing opinions on all of the different shows, the fact that all of our lists are so different from each other is proof of this experiment working because it is giving this kind of variety and this kind of just different scales and scopes that are not just like unprecedented for the, un the MCU. They're kind of unprecedented for like live action superhero stuff. When I got, when I started at comic book, the first couple of years, I was really covering the Arrowverse and I would, I would like cover every single show that aired every single week. And I still love those shows very fondly, but you could kind of predict where every single episode was going to go. You could kind of predict each show was kind of a flavor of the same exact sort of thing. All of these shows in the MCU feel so radically different from each other and they feel suited for the types of stories that they need to tell for those characters as opposed to retrofitting them the other way around. So there, that's obviously going to come with flaws and with things that aren't perfect, but I still am just kind of I'm amazed that we've gotten the amount of content and the quality of content that we've gotten because it just still feels so crazy, even compared to where we were like two or three phases ago. That's fair. I see. I, but one thing I want to point out in the comments section, like people are saying Loki unleashed the multiverse. And it's like, yes, that is true. We know that. But it used to like, it would be like a reward for knowing that, I guess is the way to put it. Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness and Spider-Man No Way Home in no way acknowledged the events of Loki. And they're the only multiverse movies so far. So I just like, I feel like those things used to lead from one to the next and there'd be like a clear, like, okay, you watched this, you, you here's why you watched this and enjoyed that project and enjoyed the characters and their story. And now it's like, well, you didn't have to. I will play devil's advocate though. I think if COVID hadn't happened and I think if phase four had released in the order it was supposed to, I think there would have been way more of those connections. I think it's this yes, thing yeah. where some stuff kind of fell through the, fell through the cracks or had to be changed altogether. And we kind of lost those connections along the way, but still we did get connections that are kind of cool. It's just, they're not the straightforward sure. ones that we're kind of used to. I agree with you. Jenna makes good points. Thank you. I I want to say, like, kind of echoing Jenna, I wrote this in my Werewolf by Night review on Letterboxd. Follow me on Letterboxd. Um, I, <laughs> phase four is my favorite phase because they keep taking these big swings and they may not always work. But I, I just respect that, that they're that they're trying to do something different each time and that and that we're focusing on all these different genres and all these things. And it's wild to me when I see things like the MCU has really gone down, downhill. And that's a wild take to me because go back to phase one they weren't hitting it out of the park every time. Like the amount of times I've heard people say negative things about Iron Man 2 and Thor 2 and all this stuff. And it's like, I, I think we're just forgetting that right now we're getting so much more content than we used to get. And so we're spoiled. And it's, and, and that is, uh, and that's wild to me that we're just, not everything is for you because they're all so different. There, there is um, a show I'm watching right now that I'm like, everyone loves this show. It's just not for me 
personally. Um, and and that is that's life. That's that's art, you guys. That's what art is, and that's so cool. And I'm just I'm just so into it. In terms of um how it's all connecting in the future, we weren't we weren't really talking about this that much until the end of like phase two, phase three. It's it's again that spoiled thing where we're expecting this, but we don't know yet what's coming. We don't know how it's wrapping all together. Um, and I think that we we need to go back to appreciating what each thing is as an individual thing. Um, it's not all about, and you know what, even if it was all about connecting, uh, let's just think about how much better Marvel is it than DC. <laughs> Uh, it's like kind of amazing. Oh. Um, uh, it's just like, she says that on the eve of Black Adam. <laughs> it's just a fact. Uh, so um, yeah, no. Even if they're not always perfect, I, I just respect what they're doing so much with Phase Four. Well said. Well said, Aaron. You got any points you want to make on the way out here? Um, I, I just I'm happy that it seems like they're getting better at making the shows. Like there is a clear sort of upward tick and how they're learning how to make television. If anybody ever said on the internet, which I'm sure people have, that making TV is easy, you can see it, it, it is not. You have a learning curve. It is not like just making these movies. Like you have to really like figure out their stride, figure out how long each of them are supposed to be, figure out like what exactly you do, what the budgetary constraints are. So I think that even if it is a filling out process, I really did enjoy, just like Jamie, that each of these things feels so different. Like each one, not just the movies, the shows, they all feel so different. It's crazy. I don't even know what next week, what Panther is going to be as a movie besides superhero movie. Because you know it's going to have some sort of subgenre on it because all the other ones have. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. I don't feel like there's like too much. I diverge from most of my castmates in that way. Like, you know, but I, I, I'm excited to see what they can do. And hopefully this time next year, we, we can have just the specials ranking. And then Brandon can put Nova at number one. <laughs> oh, oh, no matter what, your time's no coming. What. Yeah, you know how bad the Nova special would have to be for me to not rank it number one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so bad. You just oh, click on Disney Plus, and it's just like the PBS Nova. Like it's just like a nature documentary. <laughs> Stop. It. Brandon is crushed. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did uh, we see we have a late list coming? What does this mean? You have a late list coming. Oh. I may. Oh, 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 there we go. The kingpin show. Amazing. The Nemo and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Peter, the producer, had spoken. Wow. Ominous music, too. I know. I feel like Peter's in the Dylan era. He's out of line, but he's right. <laughs> <laughs> Peter came prepared. Uh, Wow. Love it. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> well, actually, I want to, I would like to, uh, uh, listen, uh, I want to open up the microphone in the control room right next door uh, and give Pete, uh, give Richard a chance to weigh in. What was the best, what was his favorite show from phase four of the MCU? Everybody wants to hear from Richard, and that's how we're going to end today's show. Yeah, Richard! You always Richard! Put me on the spot, sir. Richard! <laughs> his favorite goat. was Obi Wan Kenobi. Like, we yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my man. That, Richard, that, best phase four show. What's your favorite? For me, man, I, 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 I'm a stiffler for Christmas. I love Christmas. It was Hawkeye for me. It was Hawkeye. I, I, Look at that. I, that. That played to my heartstrings. I loved I, I love that show. I love Kate Bishop in the show as well. Not just like Christmas aspect, but I, I was a big fan of Kate, a big fan of Kate Bishop, her and uh, Yelena. Like, I love them seeing them together. So, like, I don't know. That show was really big for me. So, I, I, I'd have Hawkeye as my number one for sure. 
Look at this. Everybody's got a different number one. Yes. Everybody's got a different yeah. number one. And Peter's got Zemo and the Winter Soldier. Everybody has yep. spoken. Yep. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you, Richard and Peter, for putting together today's show. Thank you, Aaron, Jamie, Jenna, for, for playing along with all this chaos. Hit us up on Twitter at Summit Lake Hornet for Aaron, at Jamie Cinematics, and find her on Letterboxd uh, at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. I'm at, at Brandon Davis BD. Uh, we'll be back next week. Aaron is going to be reacting to Black Panther Wakanda forever next week. That's it. We're finally there. One more movie this year. All right. See you next week. Leave a five star review, by the way. That'd be cool if you did that on, on, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Help us help us top the charts. See you later.